folks, New Year, new movie. Bad movie. Bad. New, new bad movie. <laughs> Tim, when are we gonna when are we gonna watch a good movie on this show? That's my New Year's res- resolution, Jameson, is to watch more movies that we actually like on this show. Welcome to Accents Happen, the show where we pick a topic and talk about a movie and share embarrassing stories about our lives, how they have to do with the movie. Sometimes I forget how to say this in a concise manner, but you're you're listening to the show, all right? You're here. Yeah, you're here. We You've listened past 30 seconds, so we hooked you, technically. Yeah, now you, now got you gotta you. listen to the next hour. <laughs> That's, Read that's the what that's the podcast Dumbo. contract. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's signed on it, it's it's in the fine print of the podcast factory con- contractual agreement. So the movie that we're talking about today uh is fittingly New Year's Eve. A movie that hey. you did not have to Google to make sure that it was about New Year's Eve. <laughs> We really fucking played it safe this week. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We did not take any chances. <laughs> we we gotta get a movie about New Year's Eve. We can't fuck this up again. <laughs> not not after Paul Blart Two. Not after, not after the the great Paul Blart dilemma of twenty twenty. From now on, every movie will just be exactly what we're talking about. We'll watch Gary Marshall's other movie, Valentine's Day, and Gary Marshall's other movie, <laughs> Mother's Day. Dear God, there was a Mother's Day one. There, there is a Mother's Day one. I think. I think. Hold on, I'm confirming that right now, Jameson. Except my typing is gone awful. There is Mother's Day, and it is Gary Marshall. It has Jennifer Aniston, Kate Hudson, and Julia Roberts. But that's not the holiday we're talking about today, folks. No, we're talking about New Year's Eve. We're talking about New Year's Eve, and Jameson, it's high time that I get out my timer and prompt oh. and cue up to cue up the sad sound of my alarm. Okay. Are you ready to describe a movie with nine plot lines? <laughs> should I? Okay. Should I try to describe everybody's plot? Player's choice. I'm gonna I'm gonna speed run every <laughs> single plot line. <laughs> Let's go. All right, Jameson, are you ready? Okay. Three, two. One, go. Okay, Michelle Pfeiffer and Zac Efron are trying to like do some bucket lifts, uh, New Year's rev- resolution thing. Zac Efron wants to get to a party. Uh, there's a guy in a tux that's trying to get to a party from his brother's wedding, but he wants to leave the party because he wants to meet this lady. We find out the lady is the mom of this girl who wants to kiss a boy. Uh, um, there's fucking Bon Jovi <laughs> playing the New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's trying to uh, get back this girl that he left at the altar. She's also mm-hmm. a cook for the New Year's party that the guy from the tux in the tux host and his friend, her friend is is Sofia Vergara, and she wants to bang Bon Jovi and uh, who Robert else? De Niro's dying. Robert De Niro is dying in a completely separate movie. <laughs> that's that's it. <laughs> No, the New Year's Eve lady. The ball, the oh. ball, the ball doesn't drop. Jameson, oh, for the first shit. time in the show history, 
They got my me. My timer went off. They got <laughs> New me. Year's Eve. New Year's Eve got you, bud. It took a movie with nine plots. <laughs> plots. Uh, well, folks, Jameson pretty much summed it up well. Everybody's plot line is interconnected. They reveal it like, it's a long movie. It's a two-hour movie. Oh, yeah. This should not This should not be two hours. I think cut Robert De Niro. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 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 First time anybody has said that. It was. So he did a wild. great. He had a great performance, though. I will say he does, he but touched. it doesn't belong in this movie. It's a different movie. Yeah, like like yeah. there there's there will be a scene of like uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Zac Efron like being very flirty in like an uncomfortable way. Like, are they gonna? Are is Michelle Pfeiffer going to have sex with Zac Efron on this bike? And then smash cut to Robert De Niro. Dying of cancer in a hospital bed alone, <laughs> like forgetting, like losing his, you know, state of mind. You're like, what? Yeah. What? Rejecting chemo, radiation, all the things that would make him live longer. He's just absolutely <laughs> rejecting. Like, I don't want it. Just I don't want I, it. I just want to see New Year's. <laughs> I want to see the ball drop. What is this impression? <laughs> no. This is a terrible impression. I mean, listen, out of all the Robert De Niro impressions I've heard, that certainly is one of them. <laughs> oh, he's doing the face. He's doing the face. <laughs> I, I, was like, is this one, I was like, is this motherfucker about to sneeze? <laughs> I, want, I want to die of uh, chemo. Oh, you want That's... to die of chemo? <laughs> Cancel pod. Cancel it right now. I'm, we're out of practice. <laughs> It's been hey, it's hey, been like hey. four weeks since the last episode. We took an unscheduled holiday break, hey, hey. <laughs> and I hey, lost Ali the Barry. ability to co-host a podcast. <laughs> it happens. It happens to the best of us. If only it'll happen to the Pod Save America guys. Yeah. Um. But you know, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker is Abigail Breslin's mom, and they're rebelling and. Just Zac Efron wants to bone Michelle Pfeiffer is really the the that was the main really plot. shocking. And then it was it was it was funny because in their first interaction, it was like already there was some sparks going. And I was like, yeah, that was that was a really weird tone that he chose to like put on that word and that look that they gave each other. I was like, that was very flirty. Yeah. And then by the end of the movie, I think they forgot about it, and I was like, okay. They were just friends. And then at the end, uh, he's her New Year's kiss. Because that's a very big part of this movie is who are you going to kiss on New Year's Eve? I forgot about yeah. the singer. And I forgot about Ashton Kutcher. Shit. Oh, my God. Oh. Anyways. That was an, that was an okay plot line. I was, I was fine with that. I, I, there I, I didn't enjoy Ashton Kutcher. I also didn't enjoy the scene where she sings oh, <laughs> in the elevator. The, you mean the... You mean, the th- the two scenes where she sings, yeah, because she sings. She, she sings. They a have Lee Michelle sing "Auld Lang Syne." Um, I I kind of want to start off talking okay. about this movie with one scene that comes, I think, about an hour or an hour and a half into this two hour long plot line. Uh, it's the Zac Efron Michelle Pfeiffer plot line, which pretty much is the backbone of this movie. Mm-hmm. I think besides the ball dropping, like the ball not dropping, yeah, like the Mich- the the Zac Efron Michelle Pfeiffer one is like the 
second most important, I'd say. Yeah, I think it's it's one of the ones that's given the most time. Yeah. I think the and ball drop they, is the one that you're supposed to think is the most important because it's like more obvious about yeah. like affecting a lot of people, but Michelle Pfeiffer's the human story. It's the soul of the it movie. Is. Yeah, it's it's the the two people who sh- who shouldn't be friends are friends. Oh me, oh my. But that almost comes to an abrupt halt when in my favorite <laughs> my favorite part of the movie, one of the resolution items, which it's less of a resolution list and more it's a of bucket a bucket list. list. Yeah. It's a bucket list. I think I think Ingrid's gonna die. <laughs> um and they're the, the, the goal is to travel New York City, the five boroughs in one day. So Zach Efron brings her. <laughs> yeah, which is a bad idea to start. To, New York City is a very big place, um, which they cover two in one day. All they need to go is just slightly up to fucking Queens when they're in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. Fucking hightail it to the Bronx and then kill yourself on Staten Island. That's... <laughs> yeah. that's, that's that seems like a good way to end round out that movie. But instead of doing that, uh, Zach Efron takes her to a museum of miniatures of the five boroughs. And in that, he's talking to his friend, who is Ashton Kutcher, trapped oh, in the elevator, oh yeah. who has I no cell service, who has no cell service. So he's leaving a voicemail. He's like, hey, man, uh, I'm, I'm helping this woman out, and she's giving us tickets to the ARI masquerade gala. Yeah, she's pretty far. What, what? What's that? Yeah, she's like five feet away from me. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty. Yeah, she's pretty fucking pathetic. Yeah, this and room then, is very <laughs> reverberant. This this woman sucks. She's like super sad. And then Ingrid walks over. She she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And he's like, Why? And she's like, Cause I'm pathetic. And he's like. Oh, you heard that? <laughs> yeah, dog. She was like five feet away. There's nothing. There's no way. There's nothing he can Not do. Not only about that, that either. the room fucking echoes, bro. And it's empty. There's no one else there. <laughs> what Dude, were you expecting? Favorite, that was my favorite part of the movie because, like, she's like literally three feet away. And she's and having the goes, time of her life. This is the best day she's ever had. Oh, yeah. She just quit her job. She's carefree. She's going around town with an absolute hottie. But Zac Efron talks funny in this movie. I think they tried to make him sound like a New Yorker. New York. I'm, very, hey, I'm, Zac I'm Efron. New York. Also the Seth kid that the girl wants to date. He's very like, oh, oh I was born and raised in the city. <laughs> that's, the, that's the Wizards of Waverly Place uh, the, kid, right? That's, that's our, our second Wizards of Waverly Place place kid that's been on the the show that we've talked about what a time to be you just alive. gotta get selena yeah watch some with selena selena Gomez. <laughs> um but I, that's my favorite part of the movie because he's like yeah this this lady sucks also i'm not but doing she doesn't this. suck she's pretty cool she's pretty nice imagine she's saying just, michelle pfeiffer sucks you suck dude, Zac Efron. Ma- <laughs> yeah Ze- yeah zephron you're you're canceled king and that's the fucking T. Out here thinking Michelle Pfeiffer sucks. Yeah. What are some other quality? What are some other great moments in this movie? Because there's not a lot, but they're just ones that make me chuckle. Um, the enti- the idea that Bon Jovi is the hottest thing in music in 2012. <laughs> not on- not only that, but is dating and was once mo- like in a committed relationship with Katherine Heigl's character. Uh huh. 
that that I, think, I don't uh, I could see that like he, you know he's famous and has money like that makes sense even if he is Bon Jovi but the like the idea that Bon Jovi is like who who we got to get <laughs> who's who's hip who's who's the new thing in music oh let me get Bon Jovi, bon Jovi. <laughs> but let me get but let me let but let me change his name from Bon Jovi which is objectively cool like I would say Bon Jovi, John Bon Jovi is a pretty cool name. Just like one of those classic celebrity names. Sure. Let me change it to Daniel Jensen. <laughs> I didn't even know his first name was Daniel. Everybody just calls it him is. Jensen. Which sounds like Hanson, which is a a band made of like 15-year-olds. Obviously they're yeah. older now, but <laughs> cuz they were fucking around in the 90s. <laughs> Um, imagine they're just like, ah, I got the Disney curse. And yeah, frozen in time. Forever. Frozen Never to time. age again. Um, that, uh, dude, the, the, the part where Leah Michelle sings is very cringe. In the, in the elevator was the in worst. In the elevator. Because. In the, that wasn't uh, good. Because, like, they synced it up with John Bon Jovi singing the song at the party. And it just made me feel bad. Yeah. I Holy mean, shit, there's another the plot line we forgot. What? Another plot line we forgot, Jameson. What's that? Seth Myers and Till Schweiger oh, having the battle shit, the of who's going to have thing. the gate. <laughs> there's, there's like five more we forgot. Because <laughs> they don't connect to anything else at all. Like, I think we I got the core yeah. ones that like, where it's like, oh, I called you in one scene. Aren't you so smart that, you know, Zach Efron and Ashton Kutcher's are friends. But like, Seth Myers is nowhere else in the movie other than having a pregnant yeah. wife. Sarah yeah, Paulson. Sarah Paulson's in that. That's not, I think that was the best cast scene. Like Seth Meyers and Jessica Biel were great together. They were. Seth. I, what? what I think makes that uh, part even greater is the fact that in real life, Seth Meyers had, you know, his wife had a baby in like the lobby of where they live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did a whole dang special about it. It was actually a great special. I love Seth Meyers. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and also shout out to Till Schweiger who was, um, riding the Inglorious Bastards fame at that point. Who's that? He was the German guy uh, oh, in the movie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He he was uh uh he was Sergeant Hugo Stiglitz in uh, Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> and in this, he's they their character had so many turns that were out of nowhere, where it's like. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if the movie was just about them, it would make sense. But it was like every time they came back to the hospital, they just had like completely different motives and feelings. And it was like, yeah, what happened in the scenes that we didn't see? My favorite part is when Seth Meyers and Jessica Biel are in their apartment and like Jessica Biel's water breaks. And it's like, oh, uh, this is like the only line in the movie that (laughs) legitimately made me like laugh out loud Mm -hmm. was, uh, uh, Jessica Biel goes, oh, we need to get a taxi. And then Seth Meyers just goes, taxi! And then she's like, no, we, I think we need to go down to the street to get a taxi. And he goes, right, right, right. That's where the cars live. <laughs> and that line was actually great. Yeah, Seth Meyers is great. Seth Meyers is, like, the funniest part of this Man, movie. Man, we should hire more comedians to be funny in movies. <laughs> you know, that's a bold, that's a bold <laughs> strategy, Jameson. Let's see how it plays out. <laughs> Maybe we get people with comedic timing. Ugh, I hate it. Yeah. I hated Ashton Kutcher because his whole thing 
was that he doesn't like New Year's Eve, which is like, who who has the gall to not like New Year's Eve of all holidays? I mean, I get it. No, like I feel the, the, like Valentine's Day, fine. Your signal, your sig, signal, your signal, <laughs> your Wi-Fi signal. You're single, <laughs> and you're like, I don't know, upset about that. You're an incel. That's fine. Be mad. Um, Christmas, the Scrooge, he has that covered. But like New Year's Eve, like you just, I feel like maybe it's just you know. A symptom of it being 2020 and like wanting it to be 2021 so badly but it's like yeah. who doesn't like or at least is just neutral about new year's like it's not hmm. that's an interesting that's an interesting perspective because i know some people who like they just like staying in watching the ball drop having some champagne and sure. uh uh at midnight and then just kind of bouncing off the bed yeah that's absolutely. I mean, that's fine. I think that I think that is as disinterested in New Year's as you're allowed to get. You have to stay but up like, until midnight. You have to. You have to. I wanna. I wanna know if they're real people who are like Ashton Kutcher's character, where they go around tearing down New Year's decorations. Yeah, that's a that's a very strong stance on New Year's. Yeah, he was like he was like oh uh, it's in our it's in my lease. Lease agreement that uh, nobody's allowed to decorate. Here's what I think. Uh, have you downloaded Acorns? It'll diversify your portfolio. Here's where I think this movie missed out on something that could have been great. Is that the it in this movie it is becoming 2012, and there is not a signal a signal. Dear dear <laughs> God, what is happening to me? Tim? There is not a single. Doomsday prepper character. That is true. There is not a there one. There should have been one. No there one mentions one. that 2012 will be the end of the world. Or maybe there is, and it just got buried in the dozen other storylines. No, we I just think didn't that, notice. They could have been the star of the show. Star of the show. Dude, it could have been the family in the RV. Maybe. But that was me. New Year's, New Year's of 2012. I remember I was at my, my cousin's house uh mm-hmm. my cousin patrick and evan and and john and they had their friends over and ba- it was back when i had a very hard time staying up until 12 a.m and now i can't seem to sleep until two or three in the morning <laughs> <laughs> now um, life has gotten the best of you yeah <laughs> yeah and um and i was a hundred percent certain that it was going to be the end of the world. Mm-hmm. You thought as soon as the ball dropped and the clock stroke struck midnight, thought it was over. That was my understanding of 2012 at first was that as soon as it was 2012, it would be the end of the world. And then the next day I did some research and I found that it, it was like December and I was like, shit, I have to mm-hmm. wait a whole other year for the end of the world. A whole other well, 11 listen, you months. Could, you could have joined uh, Dom all tomorrow. In 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 sweet in sweet 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 preparation. No, he was he was like accepting in in his fate, and I was not ready to die. I was twelve and ready we, to live. Here's what we need to do, Jameson. We need to make another version of New Year's Eve, right? Same same. It takes place 2011 into 2012. Takes place at a. Everything's the same, but 
there's another plot line, and it's and it is twelve year old Dom. Yes. Doomsday prepping around Manhattan. You know what? Get rid get rid of Michelle Pfeiffer from the Zac Efron storyline. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I want. <laughs> oh, hear me out. Have Dom and Zac Efron travel around the boroughs collecting supplies. Hmm. How about or leave how Michelle about Pfeiffer in there? Remove remove the girl from Glee, and have Dom Dominic Altamura trap Ashton Kutcher in a doomsday bunker. <laughs> That that would be the movie. That's the that's the better movie. Because I like that. Michelle Pfeiffer. I, I'm okay. I'm that, very that's hard fair. pressed that's to remove Michelle Pfeiffer from this movie. One of the one of the only like shining moments. That is true. That is true. So apologies to Michelle Pfeiffer. I was not thinking when I, you know, suggested to remove you from the movie. That's not, that's not on me. That's on me. It's a personal blunder. <laughs> There's some other wild moments in this movie, like, like, the the, I wouldn't say plot line, but the, the running gag of Piper's mom always watching. Mm-hmm. That just spooked me. That freaked me out. I didn't notice that until like halfway through the movie. I don't know if that was <laughs> a mistake I of my own. Some... No, you. That's fair. But I didn't. I didn't realize who it was until they called it out. Yeah, they were at Ellen's Stardust Diner. Um, and they're like, oh, Piper's mom has been watching, and you just see this bug-eyed lady. I was like, that's who that is? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I like, definitely oh, remember thinking, like, wow, they use this extra a lot. With the, with exactly. the big hat. <laughs> yeah, she, like, but just, like, looking at the camera directly, like, wide-eyed, it was ter- fucking terrifying. Terrifying stuff. And then we had Josh Dumel in an RV... Uh, talking to some to a, like some, you know, Connecticut family with some horny widower as the grandpa. That that was that was unnecessary. Oh yeah, that I'm, was unnecessary. I, I'm I'm wondering why. I feel like this was a time we were very we were like so fascinated with movies and TV shows like this. Like Modern yeah. Family, it makes me think of a lot, where it's like sure. everybody's connected somehow. And it's like, yeah, yeah, why, why else, why else would you make a movie or TV show with like if the characters didn't know each other or something? But it's like they're just barely related in a way that's supposed to make it seem like it's smart. But I feel like you could make this movie and no one knows each other, and then remove like one line where you're like, oh, oh, they know each other. Mm-hmm. And it would be yeah, the same oh, movie. Don't, don't don't rat on cool Uncle Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remove Take the phone call there. with Ashton Kutcher and Zac Efron. Mm-hmm. Same movie. It really does not impact it at all. Yeah, yeah. The, nothing changes. Um, I think the genre of this movie, all these like Gary Marshall, like holiday movies. I'm proposing a new genre, mm-hmm. Jameson. You've heard of ensemble comedies, but buddy, get ready for non-ensemble comedies. It's where the ensemble doesn't, like, they're all, like, interconnected different people. Uh-huh. Like, it's an ensemble comedy, but, like, two of them interact at a time and the rest just fuck off. 
it kind of it's reminding me of this movie that i watched once i think it was called person to person or something where it's like okay. a very similar like vignettes of of new york city characters in the city where it's like one guy's trying to buy a shirt for a date and that's his entire story and there's one guy who's like a vinyl collector and a girl with a friend who has a boyfriend and it's like <laughs> I think the most interesting one is is um the girl it's not the from Broad City Allison Jacobs is that her name? Oh, uh Abby Jacobs. Abby Jacobs. She's in it and she's like a reporter and she's like investigating, she's trying to f- solve this murder. And that's like interesting, interesting, but then it's all for the setup of like um at the end of the movie the girl who has a friend her friend gets stabbed and then at the end of the movie she's like oh I, here's my story and she's and he and michael sarah's like i'm sorry i gotta push it this lady got stabbed and you're like she died <laughs> <laughs> that is it, it's well, like here's it's the thing. just to make you mad you're like what what here's the thing about all these like interconnected New York City stories is that the gimmick falls apart when you realize that nobody in New York City is interesting. But here's here's the thing, Tim. You want to know what? Oh yeah. The the character that really connects all these characters, the city. Whom's the city is kind of like oh. a fifth character. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Like the main eat. character is the main character is New Year's Eve, baby, <laughs> the city of Manhattan. No mat no matter how disconnected these characters are, they're really the city. The city and the holiday spirit. Nothing connects these characters much like the queue that runs from Manhattan to Brooklyn, baby. Makes me wanna die. All these characters meet up at the same train station and they just all argue about what the last stop on the one is. <laughs> that would be a more interesting. That would be movie. that would be why why isn't there a scene where they're all in the same room? Like what's the point? Yeah. Like Figure literally it out. even the people that are related are never in the same room. Yeah, that'd be fun. Huh. You know, you know, I just want to hear them argue about New York City things, like what what borough has the best bagel? Or if dollar slices are uh, better than, you know, the premium gourmet slices that you'll get at a typical uh, pizzerina. Oh. Pizzerina. I live in upstate, so I can only speak in stereotypes. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they could argue about uh, the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> they could be uh, mad about the Knicks. They could uh, <laughs> they could uh they could talk about how Glenn Sather is single handedly ruining the New York Rangers. Uh, fuck Boston, right? Hey, oh, hey, I'm out. Yeah, all these references, I understand. Well, yeah, they <laughs> just talk, dude. We even had a fucking Michael Bloomberg appearance in this oh. movie. I forgot about that. <laughs> Everybody oh, cheered for a- Michael Bloomberg. Nobody's cheered for Michael <laughs> Bloomberg. In that's their how life. you know this movie's a work of fiction. Is that they cheered for Mayor Michael yeah, Bloomberg? Bloomberg. <laughs> dude, imagine, imagine if this movie was made during the fucking Giuliani administration. <laughs> 
America's mayor. Hey everybody, truly. I'm Ryan Seacrest. I'm Ryan Seacrest. Give it up for America's mayor, <laughs> Mr. Rudy Giuliani. And everybody's like, yeah, we love Rudy Giuliani. Nothing could ever possibly happen to the reputation of Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> America's mayor will never be embroiled in an election scandal. Buh. Ah, buh. 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 Well, shit. Wow, what a mo- what a movie this was. Are there any other hot topics you want to uh touch on in this movie? Uh, I I I don't Michelle Pfeiffer and Zac Efron uh having sex. That's it. <laughs> yeah, the, the only good thing I think this the last movie does. line. The last line of this movie is Michelle Pfeiffer going I'm I'm twice your age. He goes, I don't care. I could be your mother. And then he goes, the uh, list is done. The only and then thing that's on, the your, movie. on your bucket list, list is to have sex with Zac Efron. Efron. <laughs> Hold on. I just flipped over the piece of paper, and I had not read it before, but why is your last New Year's resolution have sex with the courier boy? <laughs> Ingrid, why? Why does Ingrid, the back when did of you your write this? note say, "Do you like me?" Check yes or no. <laughs> Prom question mark. Dude, I'm surprised there's not like a high school version of this movie where it's oh, like all these kids. Be. There's got. I mean, I just remember seeing the commercials for Valentine's Day. I guess like kind of like Taylor Swift, book smart. Taylor Swift playing baseball. Mm. I mean, does Booksmart have eight different plot lines and nine characters who are never in the same room? It has, it has all the, the different parties. Room? That's about as close as it gets, I think. Dude, holy shit. This is, like, almost the same cast. Not, okay, actually, there's enough of different ones. It's Zac Efron and Ashton Kutcher are in it, and that's about the same. Yeah, the big tickets. Is Zac Efron in this? I remember... Um, Ashton Kutcher being like all over the marketing of these movies and then he spends the whole movie in an elevator yeah right it's like who is this guy who is he get him out of here he does nothing that's what I say he does almost nothing the entire movie yeah he literally just sits in a box and then his big like why didn't they here's what they should have done with that storyline is you remember when he found find something on the floor after they get the out bracelet. of the elevator? Sa- saved by J- Jim Belushi. <laughs> oh, everybody's favorite Belushi. Every- or is it John? I think it's Jim. No, it's, it's Jim Belushi. Yeah, it's, Jim. it's Jim. And uh, he, he finds like her little balance bracelet on the floor yeah. and is like, oh, yeah, she might need this. And then he sprints all the way to Times Square, where she's like, oh, I didn't even notice. I dropped it. Yeah, he spends the whole movie being an asshole to her. Yeah. Like, a huge asshole. I mean, immediate turnoff. Like, this guy, I hate this guy. And then by the end, he's like, oh, you almost kissed me. I'll swear I'll be nice. (laughs) That's all he needed, man. All he needed is true love's kiss and... uh... Incel. You're trapped in it. Incel. <laughs> He's a pretty incel. He is uh, an illustrator. 
He's like, oh, so you're a car. So you're, 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 you draw, you draw cartoons. I'm an illustrator. Yeah. And then he Shut draws up. a pretty good illustration and she shits on it. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, help. This is 5B. And she's like, this sucks ass. And he's, imagine if he was like, yeah, you're dog shit at singing, actually. You know, not, <laughs> yeah, not really you. my cup of tea. And then they're just like, oh, like, we, we don't get along. It's like, all right. Yeah. That'd be the most realistic New York story. It's like two people get stuck in an elevator and they don't get along. <laughs> that that sounds like a movie. Just that. I, I'd watch it. Also, um, there were some uncharacteristic New York moments in this movie, like when Michelle Pfeiffer falls into the garbage pile, and which people, is realistic. Uh, and people are like, do you want and help? People ha- <laughs> offer... People offer to help, dude. If I saw a lady fall into the garbage, I'd like, go garbage oh. woman. And just walk by, and just walk by. I'd be like, oh, I can't. I I have places to go, people to see. Oh, that woman's uh, covered in garbage now. Gross. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like ew. Wet. And then New I York move City on. Garbage. And then if somebody recommended I go to Ellen's Stardust Diner, I'd be like, yeah, you want to wait three hours in line? Bugger off. I'm going to go have, du- I'm going to go to Dunkies. <laughs> oh, that's Boston, Tim. Hey, we, we have Dunkies in Manhattan. Do you too. call it Dunkies? I've started calling it Dunkies after the Boston video. But you're right. That is Boston. That's a Boston. Uh, fine. Thing. I'll go to, fine. I'll go to, uh, I'll go to, uh, <laughs> Magnolia Bakery. Bodega. <laughs> Uh, oh, do you, uh, oh! I'm gonna go to my freaking halal card. Get a combo <laughs> of a rice, extra white, please, sir. Oh, and I took the one up to Ch- uh, up to uh, Christopher Street. I went to uh, I went to uh, some dog shit restaurant, overpriced in Greenwich. That's a New York story. That's one I'd watch and connect to. I would connect to the almost none. I went to uh, Madison Square Garden and saw Billy Joel. Hey, I did that. Hey, hey, that's, that's I, my hey, that's New me. York story. That's my New York story. That's the New York I not, know. Not commuting in two hours to Manhattan and then falling asleep on the train and missing your stop. That's my. That's my New York story. I would sing Empire it's State of Mind. It's six o'clock if I knew, on uh, a lyrics. Tuesday. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. Well, Jameson, it's about that time where we transition into the real meat and the freaking the potatoes. Yeah. Of this, uh, uh, this show. Um, what are some uh, New Year's Eve stories or things just in general relating to the freaking uh, movie? Well, New New Year's is is a uh, is an interesting time of year for me. Mm-hmm. Um, my Ooh. sister was a New Year's baby, so that I think one to one, the part of of my life that I understand is the new is the Seth Meyers part. Um, yeah, and I watched this with my mom, and then there were so many things like the the fact that she was like, um, when they were like. They they win a like twenty five thousand dollars if they're they have the New Year's baby. My mom's like, that's bullshit. You get diapers. <laughs> you get Although, diapers. And you then- know, my my sister was born in Syracuse and not Manhattan. I don't know what kind of New Year's baby money they got in New York City. I doubt any private hospital in Manhattan would give twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, that seems somebody in- who insane. Do you know how many people there are having babies in Manhattan? 
at that time. Uh huh. I'm sure it's more than four. So my sister was born at twelve oh one. Oh wow! So she real, even beats real. the movie. I think in the movie they're born at twelve oh four. Twelve oh four. Yeah. So, uh, but whole thing happens like you know the next day. Camera crews are, you know, interviewing this, you know, my mom who's been in labor for 27 hours or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, yeah, she wants to do a live TV hit right after giving birth. Yeah. In like a hospital gown. Her hair is like, and, and we have, um, home videos. Cause this is the funny thing is, um, even though there were camera crews, in like the hospital room interviewing my mom about, you know, having this baby at 1201. My dad still has his like big ass, uh, VHS camera over his shoulder recording. <laughs> so there's, there's a picture, uh, from the newspaper that someone took of my dad with the camera crew. And it, it looks like you would think like, Oh, his camera crew's here was like, no, that's that's the father. <laughs> <laughs> this man's neglecting the thousands of dollars worth of camera equipment to his left and right. Yeah, so we have like home videos of the news filming my mom. That, that, well, I mean, I kind of respect it though, because as the husband, what else are you gonna do? Because like, imagine it's like, oh, like this woman's giving birth, like this is a big moment for her. And then the dad's like, I was, I'm here too. I was also there. <laughs> I was also there. I did my I did my part by simply being there. Hello, I exist. I exist. So I get it though. It's like, all right, uh grab, grab the camera. I'm, I'm filming too, buddy. So so here's I I told you this, but I'll I'll restate for the listeners is that um <laughs> I, my birthday is December 29th. So also I just turned 21. Hey, big, big we're ups. getting we're getting litty. <laughs> um, so in this within the span of like a week is Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Christmas Eve, Christmas, my birthday, New Year's Eve, my sister's birthday, all at once. That's a jam packed week. It is an insane week. So much stuff happens. Dude, if only you were born on Christmas Day, I think you'd be the freaking Messiah. That's what I say. Is that is that part of it that he's born on yeah. on Christmas? The 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 new the new Jesus. I don't know. I it could be. Let's it could make be. it a rule. <laughs> the Messiah was born on Christmas Day, and he hosts a podcast. Um. That yeah. That 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 is a Messiah that I will worship. So so not only do I have combined Christmas my birthday but I also have combined my birthday and my sister's birthday. Mhm. So within the same week that's pretty wild. But but what I'm saying is like sometimes you'll get a present that's like this is for Christmas and your birthday and then the party is mm. also this is your birthday and it's your sister's and birthday. Christmas. So it's like Yeah. This whole it's just yeah. a blur. The entire week is a yeah. blur. Yeah, it's just people giving you things and saying, this is for this day, and then you go to bed, and it's the same thing the next day. 
<laughs> and then you realize, oh, this is all very arbitrary these days that we make special. <laughs> That's why I'm happy that my birthday's in July. Uh, because uh, there's one one day in July that matters, uh, the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And there's no question about what you do is you go, you get drunk, and you eat, and a, hot, and you eat a hot dog and watch some fireworks. You eat a hot there's dog. No, there's you eat one hot dog, and then you're done. <laughs> you gather around the table, you devour the godly glizzy, and then you call it a night. That's what it's all about. So your, your birthday then, doesn't compete with the uh, the f- the festivities of, of <laughs> the hot the dog. 4th of July. No, nope, not in the slightest. I have my own hot dog day. You have another <laughs> hot dog, and then you're done for the year. You have two <laughs> hot dogs every like, year. Well, that's my one. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> that's what I do. You buy a package of <laughs> like 12, put them in the freezer. <laughs> defrost a, a defrost whole year. one. <laughs> <laughs> And then baby, I'm cooking with gas. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jameson, is there a specific New Year's Eve that stands out in your head? Like I was saying, I was I was so bad at staying up until twelve all the time. I mean, it would be like I would fall asleep at eight PM. Like I, I don't know what I just couldn't do it. I couldn't fall asleep, so were you bummed? Like, were you like, ah, I missed it again? Yeah, because that's, I mean, that's like, when you're a kid, I feel like um, it's a whole other world, the the mm-hmm. post uh, 10 p.m. time. Hold on, my dog, oh, my dog is scratching at my door. Hold on. <laughs> hey, I have my dog now. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, let's go. So it feels like, you know, it's a whole other world that, you know, only adults occupy like past mm-hmm. 9 p.m., whatever your bedtime is. And so to have like this one day of the year where it's like you are allowed to stay up as long as you want, you're like, hell yeah. And then you can't. You just can't do it. And the, yeah, your body is like, nope, we're, 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 we're packing it in early, folks. <laughs> so, so it's like, it's, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, um, almost like that scene where it's like, here. Uh, even though you're 15, I'll give you your first beer. Like it's 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 kind of like a step into adulthood, yeah. <laughs> trying to stay up late. It's a rite of passage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, uh, dude, I think I was always able to do it, but once the clock hit, because we we would go to some parties, like family friends stuff, and like it'd all be like, like. A big to do about like New Year's Eve. I think we'd go over at like nine or ten, so we wouldn't be going over there too early. Mm-hmm. That's the key. You can't go to a party too early on New Year's Eve, or you just get tired. Yeah, especially as an adult. Like I've gone to like a couple of New Year's things where it's like I I went there at, like eight or nine, and then eleven thirty rolls around. And I'm like, oh, I just want to go home. I want to go home. I want to go home and just sit in my bed, watch the ball drop, and then immediately pass out. That's what I did last year, man. So what did you do for New Year's this year? Because it's, it's a very different year. Yeah. So what I did for New Year's this year, we actually started a new tradition okay. here at the Brenner household. What we do is we start a show on Christmas Day, and then we finish it New Year's Eve. Okay. Okay. So how many, not, what, not, not, how many not seasons in that, are we talking not, one. Well, it, well, well, depends on the show. 
Like this one, this first year we started a uh, True Detective. Okay. Which is an absolute holiday fun fest. Time is a flat circle. Um, time is a flat circle, and uh, we should deny our programming and walk off into the uh, walk off into the sunset, brother and sister hand in hand, and deny the short end of a raw deal. I love that show. It's feel it's it's genuinely a phenomenal show. Uh, so we started that Christmas Day, watched a couple episodes here and there, and then at like six or seven o'clock on uh, New Year's Eve, we put the show on. We had three episodes left. We had to do a Zoom call at like ten. So uh, at about like eleven fifty-five, we switched over to the, uh, to New Year's Rock and Eve. Ball dropped. We made our phone calls. We said. Uh, happy New Year! It's finally over, except nothing has changed. And then, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and then uh, we went back and finished the show at about like one. We like we ended the show at like one thirty. And I'm very excited to continue this tradition. What about you, Jameson? What'd you do? Um, my New Year's tradition is this thing where at at twelve on the dot we open up the front door and the back door, and it's supposed to be like you let the good energy out the back door and then you let the the new good energy in the front door. Huh. And so this year we opened up the front door and the back door and the garage door and a window. <laughs> Just getting all that sucked. shit out of there. Our house is full of shit energy. Get it out. Get it out. Get it, dude, that's what I do when energy. I fart too. <laughs> Good one, <laughs> good one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, stinky. You know, open up the window. more, more fart jokes, Tim. Come on. <laughs> oh, I saw my opportunity. I seized it, buddy. That's what we call being a freaking comic. Yeah, it's just That's waiting cool. That's... with bated breath at any moment to make a fart joke. <laughs> People say head empty, oh, no thought. Tim Tim is has a one thumb <laughs> fart joke fart joke fart joke. Tim <laughs> is would this make a good fart joke? Stinky, no, stinky, we'll try stinky. Again in a stinky, 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 <laughs> hefty, 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 hefty. Um, how long have you guys been doing that for? Oh, my whole life. Oh, okay, is it something that your parents, um? Like they, did their their parents do it or um, how did you guys I think start? My mom's parents do it because my dad um is always uh he's a musician and mm-hmm. every New Year's he plays a a New Year's show so like he'll he'll be okay. out at a like uh, a gig and he'll you know play play until one in the morning or whatever and they like do uh New Year's that way and so he he's normally out at his show and my sister will normally be gone doing like a birthday party. Yeah. And so normally okay. it's just like uh, me and my mom, maybe a cousin of mine, maybe my aunt. Well, you know, one of my aunts will come over. Yeah, this was my first New Year's Eve home in a while. Typically, I go to like a friend's house, you know, get fucked up in their basement, uh-huh. and then just kind of like crash. But like it was honestly like super fucking relaxing being home, and like not going to a party. Sure. It was. I think it especially would be more fun. Going, I feel especially. What's that? Because I've I I don't think I've ever had that experience of like going to a party on New Year's. So I think it would be more fun mm-hmm. to do like the countdown, and uh, you know yeah. they make a very big deal of the New Year's Eve kiss. I've never 
had that. Like I don't, I don't think I even knew that was a thing. That you kiss someone on New Year's Eve. Well, Jameson, I feel like if there's ever a time to not experience that, now is a great time to not experience it because you could get COVID. No one's trying to get kisses in COVID. COVID time. Bro, you trying to kiss me? Get the fuck out of here. You could be positive. Come on, Tim. Oh, I'm kissing you over the freaking phone lines. (laughs) Podcast operator, get in here. Okay. Oh, what a good three-way kiss we just had with the podcast operator. Podcast operator is ashy lips. <laughs> um, I'm going to say something, but then that, that ashy lip thing just fucking derailed it. Um, Can you believe there are people out there who, like, like I, I saw a story, and this girl tested positive and then went to a fucking New Year's gathering unmasked. Oh, my God. I, th- yeah. I thought you were talking about, because I saw one where it was, like, a picture of this girl at a party, and the one of the comments on the post was like, didn't you just test positive for COVID? And, sh- and she responded, yeah, I'm wearing a mask, dumbass. Ma- that's another one. That's another one where it's, like, fucking galaxy brain energy, where it's like, now, now's not the time to be having a normal New Year's party. But I wore a mask. But I wore a mask, yeah. And then I... Took down Parents. my mask to drink my champagne and do the New Year's kiss and eat food. Yeah. I'll tell you, though, like, uh, this was, like, the like last year I didn't have a New Year's kiss either. I kissed a freaking churro. No, I didn't kiss a churro, but I wish I did, though. <laughs> um, and this year I was like, you know what? There's no pressure this year. So I hung out in my freaking jam jams all day, dude. Yeah. Hung out. I had some uh, had some beer, had some Bud Light seltzer. I had a great fucking time. I had a great New Year's Eve. Just fucking off at home. It was great. And part of the reason I felt like it was so great is because I didn't have to worry about COVID stresses. Because you're just home. I'm just home, dude. Home with my family. Nothing happened. Yeah, it was a Nobody weird. Came it was over. a weird Christmas, Tim. <laughs> Yeah, it was a weird Christmas here as well. Like, typically, some family comes over. Mm-hmm. But much more relaxing, knowing you don't have to worry about tests and all that and all the COVID stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What a That's shit a silver year. Line. That's a so. Well, yeah, what a fucking dog shit year. Fuck Let's try again next year. Do you have any... Let's... Uh, Hold on, Tim. Hold on, Tim. I've, maybe I've spoken too soon. Oh. Because uh, if, it, if it were not for 2020, we would not have this podcast that we plagued, so that right. we plagued the world with. If, if the pandemic hadn't happened, I probably wouldn't have watched Capone. <laughs> what a fucking... Oh, my God. Let's, oh, my... That's a, that's a fun look where you are now moment. Movie theaters got shut down because of COVID. Mm-hmm. They had to transfer Capone to an exclusive, di- exclusively digital release. It gave me an opportunity to watch Capone. Yep. I texted you, you should watch Capone. He shits his pants three times in the movie. And now... Podcast was born. January, and podcast was born January 21, 2021. We're talking about fucking a nine-plot movie. 
What a time to be alive, Jameson. So, like, there were positives to come out of COVID, but, like, holy shit. Bad year. Oh, my God. Yeah. Overall. Yeah, big stinky vibes. Big stinky vibes. I'll give you that one, Tim. You get one more. <laughs> Let open the windows. We got stinky vibes. Yo, twenty did twenty twenty just eat a freaking cheese alupa from Taco Bell? All right, Tim. Open All right, vibes. Tim. Come on. Stinky vibes. <laughs> I'm trying over here, man. I'm I'm, I'm looking at the analytics at the analytics for the video right now. I'm trying, buddy. They are I'm dropping. <laughs> oh no. There's a Cheeto in the White House. I don't know, man. Stop it, Tim. (laughs) Uh, uh, More like Ho Biden. Uh, What is happening? This isn't Felsen, Tim. Uh, Where am I? Where am I? Why did I leave you, Jameson? <laughs> Your Eve was our thing. What? <laughs> it's a fucking reference to the movie when Robert De Niro thinks that Halle Berry is his wife. Oh, yeah, that was another thing. I was watching this with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a nurse and she deals with a lot of, you know, patients that like start to to lose it mentally and like don't remember things yeah. and think you know nurses or someone else she was like <laughs> she was like we don't fight people when when some when someone thinks that you're mm-hmm. their daughter you don't you don't go your daughter's not here i'm your nurse you're like okay your drink wife's your water. fucking dead you idiot <laughs> hey dumbass your wife's been dead for 30 years no you're like okay eat your pudding Dude, that's kind of one thing that we learned when my like my grandma had Alzheimer's. She was like, I I want to go home, and we're like, you are home. And then she was like, Okay, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. And we'd go, All right, <laughs> we'll go and get you in the morning. And then by the next day, she forgot about it. Yeah, no, we're all about gaslighting the elderly. <laughs> 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 the easy, the easiest way to deal with an Alzheimer patient to just gaslight, gaslight the shit, out gaslight of them. the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's okay, we're allowed to say this. Okay, it's better than the fucking fart jokes. Oh god! Well, Jameson. Is that where we're gonna <laughs> end it? <laughs> okay, 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 sure. Well, well, I was gonna say to close out the show. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Oh, uh, I have a few. Well, that's good. Um, uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to go to bed before. Before midnight, ironically, we're talking about New Year's Eve. Oh, I'm trying okay. to go to bed before midnight, and I'm trying to wake up before eleven. Um, because I've that's been falling asleep two or three in the morning every day, waking up at noon, and then it gets dark at four, and it's like I have four hours to be productive. Because yeah. once it's dark, I lose all my motivation. And then you know sense. you got all the you got all the usuals. I'm trying to constantly yeah. lose my college weight, which is now just my weight. 
<laughs> I feel that, dude. Um, now we got COVID weight we got to deal with, too. COVID, yeah, the quarantine weight. Because I've been, I, I've been getting into, like, baking and cooking. And, you know, recipes call for a lot of butter, man. I've been... I made it, cinnamon it buns be. for Christmas. That that mm. sh- there was like two and a half sticks of butter. It was insane. Ooh, that's crazy. Because the filling has butter, the dough has butter, the icing has butter. You grease the pans with butter. Like every every. I mean, you're like, man, why are cinnamon rolls so good? It's all the butter. There's so much butter. Butter, but buddy, I barely even know her. Okay, Tim. <laughs> Tim, Tim, I'm on, I'm on my last nerve with you. All right. <laughs> First episode of the new year, and Jameson's already fucking at it. Let's oh, go. Oh, we're gonna have to set some ground rules, okay? <laughs> Welcome to the revised accidents happen. <laughs> Rule number one: Tim's not allowed. <laughs> we only talk about serious things. Not farts. We only, we only talk about 1960s French New Wave cinema. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't like it, then get out of <laughs> here. This, this show is only being broadcast in Brooklyn. We're having a good time. What about you, Tim? New Year's resolutions? You got you got any? I uh, drink, I uh, drink more water. And you want to know how that's going? Bad. I got Diet Coke. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, stinky. Look at, look at what I got, Tim. What do you got? That's that's water. Hey, that's that's some premium high-grade H2O. What's that like? Uh, It's hydrating. I don't think... I heard that, I heard that shit's free. It, 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 it does come out of uh, my sink. That's crazy. Do <laughs> you got Coke option? <laughs> uh, no. Ah, Imagine washing your hands with Coke Dude it'd just be sticky All the time (laughs) Nice Uh oh Sticky Uh, Sticky Sticky (laughs) Now I'm doing it (laughs) Oh yes folks I've gotten Jameson to stoop down to my level Yeah I'm gonna drink more water Maybe eat better I don't know man See how that goes Yeah um, uh, New Year's resolutions. What else? What else? 1080p. Okay. Up in our resolution. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Here we go. 4K. Okay. Hold on. Um, Hold on. Slow down, Tim. What's up, bud? I'm, <laughs> I'm saying, are you the, let's go. Let's go 1P at a time. All right. Okay. <laughs> now you, now you, <laughs> Motherfuckers had one pee at a time. Let's go. <laughs> pee pee. What, what's happened to us, Tim? What's going on? Uh, we didn't escape 2020 as unharmed as we thought. That's what fucking happened. Oh no, is our is our psyche scarred? Humor, humor, incredibly, ruined. incredibly. Who would think that Incredibly. staying inside oh. on our phones all the time would ruin our sense of humor? Yeah, who would have thunk that spending three hours on TikTok would, you know, decrease my mental psyche? Fortitude. 
world. More like fart, fartitude. <laughs> yes, Jameson. Nice. Yes. Nice. Nice, Jameson. Nice shot. <laughs> nice, dude. We're cutting all this. <laughs> uh, well, Jameson. <laughs> I think Only highbrow. Highbrow Only highbrow humor on this on this fucking podcast. Hold on, let me make a literary oh, reference. Oh. 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 <laughs> you ever you ever seen the Great Gatsby? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, um Well Jameson, I'm looking forward to another exciting year of watching movies that hurt our brain. Oh yeah, dude. I I think when I finished watching this movie, I texted you we need to start watching movies that give me the will to live because holy, <laughs> yeah, holy cow yeah this one kind of knocked this knocked the wind out of my sails <laughs> yeah like, yeah punch me in. yeah every, every time bon jovi attempted acting i, I my soul crumbled <laughs> a little bit oh my god Anytime, anytime uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Zac Efron had untethered, horny energy, just didn't feel good. No, I don't know about that, Tim. Just took, took a but year I, off my I, life. Agree to disagree, baby. Agree to disagree. Hey, let's go. <laughs> this has been Accidents Happen. <laughs> you can find us on social media, Accidents Happen Pod on Instagram. And at Accidents Pod on Twitter. I'm Jameson underscore Styles on Twitter and Instagram. And I have an actual, I have an other thing to plug this episode, Tim. <gasps> Let's I have go. a new plug. I am Dramason on Twitch. So that's like dr- <gasps> yes. draw, the word D R A W M I S O N. Dramason on Twitch. Um, I don't know what my exact schedule will be, but I just I'm I'm drawing. I'm drawing things on on Twitch. Hell yeah, dude. That's fucking that's poggers. Sick. <laughs> what about you, Tim? <laughs> are you plugs? Uh you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Timmy Brenner. Um subscribe to this show, subscribe to Fails on Tragedy Hour. Uh and that's pretty much it. That's all I got going on. Yeah. Rate and review helps the show. It really do. Share with your friends. Share share with your nine interconnected plotline buddies. Yeah, share share with your with your friend Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Donating two cents to my Acorns account. <laughs> Acorn, please, if you want to sponsor the show, I'll t- I'll edit out the 